Welcome back to another episode of the Fractured Not Broken podcast, the Relationship Wellness Podcast. It's your guy, Coach Raj. I'm super excited to be here with you, and I hope you are super excited to be here with me. Folks, in this episode, we're going to get into what is good communication. Yeah, what creates good communication. Going to talk about a model I created called Decide. Going to talk about a little thing called AAA. And something that secures and solidifies relationships agreements. So with that shared, what is good communication? People seem to, some people think and feel that they're good communicators. Let me ask you a question. Has anyone ever said to you, man, you're such a great communicator. You're a great listener. Now, the other side of that is there's some people who will tell you that's what they are, which is very curious because typically it's better received when someone says it to you because that's something that you can kind of trust. But if you think that's what you are and the person that you're, the persons you're saying it to, they may not share the same opinion. That's a thought. So when you know when you say I'm a great communicator, I'm a great listener, that's great as long as you have evidence to support it, i.e., someone else telling you that, not you telling someone. Just saying. But here's the thing, folks. The thing about good communication is actively listening, uh, not passively, but actively to not just what is being said, but what's not being said or and not what's being said. Because the things you pick up in what's not being said is probably the thing that matters most in the moment. For example, say someone is um, you say something to someone is like, hey, let's go do X, Y and Z. And you notice that or better yet, you don't notice that they have a, a level of discomfort around the thing that you've asked them to do. Because that's what you want to do. As I said in a previous episode, we are innately selfish. And because of it, we don't always, we're not always aware of how others are feeling. So good communication suggests that not, it's not just what I want to do. I'm also aware of how the person I'm asking to do the thing, how they respond to it, how they may feel about it. And that may show up again, and not so much what's said, but what's not said. They may say, sure, let's go. But their body language suggests like, man, I really don't want to do that. What is that? An opportunity to ask a question. Hey, listen, I understand, I noticed that you said yes, but is everything okay? Because it seems like your body language suggests or your, your yeah, your body language suggests that you're not, um, this may not be something you want to do or this time. Well, I don't mind, you know, we can go or we can do it. I'm just not feeling my best or I have a headache or whatever the case may be. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. Well, maybe this is not a good time because I get that you said yes, but I'm not interested in going just because I want to go and you're not going to enjoy it as well. Emotional intelligence, like I said, folks, it's the foundation of what we do. And that relationship management, that's important in that moment because again, your social awareness, reading the room, being aware of the person allowed you to recognize relationship management, it's an opportunity to exercise that in that moment and be considerate and be concerned and ask questions. What is good communication? It's not always what you say. It's kind of what you don't say. Okay. Let's keep going. 
So as many of you know, um, I'm a relationship coach and I am a author and I've written a book called Love Relationships and Sometimes Just Letting Go. It's a great read, not because I wrote it, it's because that's what the reviews tell me. That's what people who've read it, who've benefited and still are benefiting from it have shared. So I encourage you to get it because you'll understand a little bit more about me and how I help and support my clients. Or better yet, serve and support my clients. And in that book, I talked about, I created a model and I discussed the model in the book and it's called DECIDE. So DECIDE is an acronym for define and discuss, communicate, introduce or initiate, design is the second D, and then execute. Now, the design, the second D in the, the second D is the centerpiece of the model, quite frankly, because there is where you find accountability and agreement. And so when you look at it in relationships, it's an opportunity, you use the model to navigate the challenge. For example, if there is something that bothers you, it's a way to introduce it. So you wanna define and discuss the thing that bothers you, but how do you do it? As I said previously, we need to talk, maybe not be the best approach, may not be the best approach. So maybe you could say something like, hey, listen, um, there's some things I've been thinking about that I like to share with you because I want to get your thoughts and I like to share mine. How do you feel about that? Now you're introducing the thing that you want to talk about in a way because you're inviting the person to the conversation. And the reason a model supports is because you can introduce it at the concern level, not the issue level. Why is that important? Because when you introduce your concern at the, I'm sorry, you introduce your thing, whatever's bothering you at the concern level, there's, there's runway. There's, you have time to course correct. The, you both have time to talk about that. If you're so frustrated and now you're introducing it at the concern, at the issue level, there's not a lot of runway. There's not a lot of time to course correct. So that's why you want to be mindful to be proactive and introduce your concern early on versus when you've become and grown so frustrated that you're like, if this doesn't change, I'm out of here. One more time and I'm done. Again, folks, it's a way to be better. Now, move on to design. Now, what, what happens here? Now, we've gotten it out there. The person has said they're open. You're sharing, the, you're sharing what you feel. They're listening to what you feel. They're sharing their thoughts with you about what you shared with them. And so now we have a conversation. Now, once that conversation happens, what are the outcomes? Here's the thing, folks, and please resist this temptation to just talk about something and say, hey, we talked about it. And because somebody looks at you and nods their head like they understand does not mean they agree with what you're saying. Because too many times I've seen with my clients, they'll say we talked about it and the behavior or the thing that frustrated them continues to persist. Why is that? Because there was no agreement. Because what do you typically get? We talked about it. The behavior continues. And then you get to the next step. How many times I got to tell you this? Why we got to keep talking about this? I thought you said. That person may not have said a thing. Now, this actually, we'll get to this in a second with agreements, but, and we'll use that example. The second part is execute. 
The model promotes new habits. That's what we want to do, folks. We want to be better. So the model is geared towards helping you develop new habits in terms of how you interact, how you communicate, how you resolve challenges that present in relationship. Now, let's talk about something I call AAA. Many of us have heard of AAA. You know, it's a car service. Something happens with your car. They have a lot of different offerings. But in your car breaks down, you say, man, I got to call AAA. Well, that's cool. You could do that. Here's the thing. Don't do it in relationships. <laughs> okay? Don't do that. Here's why. In relationships, when you call AAA, you're basically, not basically, you're attacking, you're accusing, you're assuming. We don't want to do that, folks. We don't want to do that. Because none of that promotes productive relationships. Resist the temptation to call AAA. Don't attack, don't accuse, don't assume. Back to the example I used a few moments ago. Why do you always do this? Why do you always do that? I thought you said you weren't going to do this. You're getting on my, I thought, you, you know, all those things. And they go both ways. Hear me. This is not a gender thing, folks. Hear me. You will not hear me discuss what men do, what women do. I coach humans. I don't care who you love. I don't coach your choices. I coach relationships. To be very clear, when you are attacking, accusing, or assuming with anyone, they're likely not going to respond well because they just don't because we're human. But if you ask us a question, now we have an opportunity. Now, let's move to agreements. Why are agreements so important in relationship? Go back to the previous example about we talked about it. Hear me, folks. Acknowledgement is not agreement. Just because someone is receptive at the time that you said you wanted to talk to them, that's great. But what you want to solidify are actions coming out of that conversation. For example, if there's something that gives you pause and you're talking about it, you're using the model, the decide model, you are, you've defined what it is, you know what it is, and now you want to, you want to introduce or initiate that thing to your person to have the conversation so that they are now aware of the thing that bothers you. Now you're listening to what they're saying. They're listening to what you're saying. And here's the thing. This is where the negotiation starts because just because it's your ask doesn't mean it's going to be their answer to say yes. So, and this is another thing that we could, I want you to, I want to encourage you to consider there are people like, okay, so let's, let's go back to roles just for a second. Not so much roles, but, but which sometimes shows up in genders. So where a man may say, a woman may say, Hey, listen, I want to communicate more. I want us to talk more. I want us to, I want to be more connected because it helps me feel more assured in our relationship if we're communicating more. And a man may say, okay, I hear you, but that's not my thing. Or I'm not a good communicator. And so it kind of dies on the vine. I would challenge you folks to consider this. What can we do? See, the desire, just because in this example, the man's response that he's not a good communicator or it's not his thing doesn't mean her desire went anywhere. She still wants to communicate. The problem is it typically dies there. The woman doesn't, may not know what to ask. The man may not know what to say. And it's not because neither of them want the relationship. They simply don't know. This is my contention. Many people want to communicate. They simply don't know how. They want to communicate more effectively and don't know how. So when someone, when you present something to someone, introduce a concern, 
and the person says, that's not my thing, or I'm not good at it, or whatever their response is, okay, I get that. So the next question you could possibly ask is this. I understand what you said. I understand it's not your thing. I understand you feel you're not good at it. What are you willing to do? Because I'd rather have something than nothing. I get that I may want to converse or I want us to communicate, say, five days a week. You're like, oh, my God, (laughs) it's overwhelming, (laughs) right? Whereas he says, well, I can't do five days, but I can do, I can do, I could do a couple of hours. You may say, my God, how do you go from five hours to a couple, five days to a couple of hours? Well, folks, if you think about it, something is better than nothing. Here's why this is important. See, because you can build on something. If, if it's a zero sum proposition where I'm not budging off my stand, off my stand, I'm not budging off my stand because again, the desire didn't go anywhere. I still want this thing, but I need you and hope that you will choose to participate with me. So the the woman says, hey, a couple hours, I'll take it. Now, this is where the agreement comes in. Action item after a conversation. Now we both are being held accountable to the thing that we said we're going to do. The woman asks for five five days. The man says, I can give you a few hours. She says, oh, five hours. She says, okay, cool. So now that's the agreement. We agree that we're going to spend minimally five hours a week communicating. Now we keep a clock or whatever, but the idea is that we're going to communicate more than we have. And let's just say in this example, it's five hours. So now the woman who wanted five days, she's getting five hours. She's like, she's probably going to remember that. Now keep in mind, folks, this agreement is a new concept for, for people. You know, it's a new habit. We're talking about building new habits, creating relationships, I'm sorry, solidifying relationship foundations differently than we have, not taking for granted, not assuming that because I've been with you, you understand how I feel and what I want and what I, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're saying now, this is what we're doing. This is what we're agreeing to do. And we're going to hold each other accountable for the thing that we said. So spin forward. It's two, three weeks in. And the woman says, Hey, um, I thought I thought you I thought you said we were going to talk more. That's an approach. Don't recommend it. Um, But I will recommend this and suggest this. Instead of saying I thought you said. Remind them of the agreement, because that's what they're being held accountable for. The agreement says this. It's not structured. It's not rigid. It's not any of those things. It's honest, because if if you get buy in. You don't have to go through how many times I did I tell you this? How many times do I have to keep asking you? What did we agree to? It's a better way to be better. The man has the option. The woman has the option. And and guess what, folks? It goes both ways. Because in this example, we talked about communicating. Say he's a man who likes sports. Now, I'm not stereotyping any any gender. Let me be very clear. I'm just using some examples because they're just coming off the top. But let's just say the man is heavily into sports. Well, if... He's heavily into sports and he would like her to go with him to games or go with him to the sports bar or what have you. And she's like, that's not my thing. And so he says, what are you willing to do? And she says, "Okay, I'll give you a game a week. Okay, he may want to go Thursday, Monday and Sunday. Right. But she says, hey, I'll give you a game a week. So now two weeks pass. It's football season. 
She's not going to games. He's like, I thought you said you wouldn't come to the game. No, 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 no. What did we agree to? Remind your person of the agreement, not how many times do I have to ask you this? I thought you said you were going to do. Again, folks, we're talking about being better. Agreements. Yeah. So what is good communication? Good, good communication is being aware of you, being aware of others, not just what's said, but what isn't. Being curious about what you notice, asking questions around it. Learning to use the decide coaching model to support you in your relationships, no matter they professional, romantic or non-romantic. Remembering to resist the urge and temptation to call AAA in your relationship. Now, if your car breaks down, go forth and be great. However, comma, in your relationships, don't do that. Don't attack, don't accuse, don't assume, okay? And lastly, we're talking about agreements because it's a good way to hold each other accountable that's not threatening, that is not malicious, and it's certainly not an attack. You're reminding the person of what they agreed to. Now, this is important. I didn't say this before, but I want to now. When you create agreements, folks, should you choose to in your relationships, regardless of the type, when you do that, remember grace to attach grace to it because we have habits and runtime being the way we are doing the things we've done that don't serve and support. We're talking about doing things a bit differently that do serve and support, but it's also creating a new habit and that takes time and is why grace. I'm asking you to consider attaching grace and not frustration. I thought you said, why aren't you doing this? This is taking too long. Listen, we all have habits. The same grace you would want someone to extend you, please be considerate enough to extend it to someone else. That's all. Hey, listen, we're going to get out of here. It's your guy, Coach Raj, and I love love. I'll see you next time. Take care.